What's going on, fam? Welcome to the Adaname Podcast, where we watch anime with the redemptive eyes of a Christian believer. My name is Manny. And my name is Evas. And welcome to another reaction video, and this time of the anime Sensa Cecilia and Poster Lawrence. So, we're going to give our reaction to the first episode to this brand new anime, and we're going to share the synopsis real quick, and it goes like this. Dwelling in the small outskirts of a peaceful town... Lawrence works as a local pastor for the townsfolk. When in need, he is responsible for guiding people to the church to visit the saint, a symbol of good morals who heeds each parishioner's struggles and grants them sincere advice. Cecilia, a kind young girl, is tasked to fulfill this role. However, this tiresome job quickly as exhausts her. That, paired with her hidden somnolent nature, often causes her to laze around the church. This leaves Lawrence to care for the church all by himself. While Cecilia sleeps in anticipation for her next visitor, Lawrence caters to her needs alongside performing the church's numerous responsibilities. Slowly but surely, they begin to form a comfortable and trusting relationship, uh, friendship with one another. Lawrence accepting Cecilia's lax nature elates her while she grows accustomed to Lawrence's overly doting nature. However, as the adoring and absent-minded saint's feelings for the dense and overly protective pastor progress, uh, progress past friendship, how will he respond? Okay. So that's the synopsis for, for the anime. Sebas, you want to share with us the rating for the anime? Absolutely, Manny, and the rating for this anime is PG-13. Now, what will you say? Is this a good rating for this anime? Um, I think so. So far, I don't see anything crazy. That's a, a, a clue word over here, so far. <laughs> yeah, I mean, from the first episode, I don't, I don't see anything. I don't see cursing or I don't really see any fan service. Well, talking about fan service... This was just my perspective. But I thought that the clothes of the saint were a little bit too... <laughs> okay, yeah, that that, that that for sure was like... okay. I was like, oh, that's a saint. <laughs> it's a little out there. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But in, in like showing cleavage and stuff like that, I, we haven't seen anything like that so far. Anything like that so far. Is, yeah, so yeah. far. And I have to agree with you on that. I think right now, the way it is, it's okay. It's on the acceptable range. Yeah. So PG-13 is fine. Yeah. And we'll see how it goes because it's supposed to be a love story. Or at least, I mean, that's how, that's the feeling that you get from just the first episode. It's going to be a love story between St. Cecilia and Pastor Lawrence. So, I mean, I don't know how far they'll take it. I don't think they'll take it like way out there because they're oh, their natures also yeah yeah so i don't think they'll take it that far because if they do that would be crazy <laughs> and who knows maybe even they could even get married i mean it's possible it's possible i actually wanted to talk about that now that we're entering into the topic okay let's go because when i saw the anime the first feeling that it gives you is this catholic church vibe mm-hmm and they you see the crosses, you see the saint, the saint has two crosses uh, over her. So you start thinking, oh, maybe this is uh, a setup on the Catholic environment. 
-hmm. But in the Catholic environment, you don't have pastors. You have priests. True. And they don't call him father. Yes, they do. They do? And yeah, they do. They call him father. I thought they just called him pastor. No, they call him father. Okay. I, so, I, I, I must have missed that. So when I saw that, I was like, wait a minute. Is this Catholic or is this Christian? <laughs> yeah. Because uh, they, they talk about Pastor Lawrence and then Father Lawrence, father. Except for uh, oh, okay. Cecilia. She, call, uh, she calls him a uh, Lori. And there was a point in which I was I was saying, okay, the setting is kind of Catholicish, but mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean that it's based on the Catholic religion. Right. Maybe they use the churches, the uh, dresses, everything as a point of reference, mm -hmm. but it doesn't necessarily mean that this anime is involved with any religion so far. Yeah. So with that, and it doesn't look like it really is. I mean. Especially because they talk about the saints, but they say that the saints have powers. Okay. We don't know what powers yet because we haven't seen that so far. <laughs> yeah. But they say that the saints have powers and that makes you ask yourself, what the heck is going on over here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is the point of this religion? What is the purpose of this religion? Yeah, because it doesn't come out as an anime that is about superpowers. Exactly. So... Yeah. Not only that, but also the topic of marriage between the father and the saint. Because in this first episode, we have an episode. You mean the pastor? It what just did sounds I say? weird. <laughs> <laughs> the father and the saint just sounds weird. It's just a <laughs> Okay, the pastor Lawrence. Uh -huh. Okay, the relationship between Lawrence and Cecilia. Let's there put it go. that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Two people. <laughs> they go to the... To the um, boutique where there is these mm -hmm. uh, dresses and stuff. Mm -hmm. They see a wedding ceremony dress. Mm -hmm. And then the boutique owner comes and tells Cecilia, Oh, I'm going to make you a bigger and better wedding dress, uh, dress for mm -hmm. your wedding. At a certain point, that makes you think maybe on that context, on that uh, religion specific, mm -hmm. There is nothing wrong with marriage between a father, a priest, okay, and a saint. Okay. That I take her position as a saint, sort of like a nun. <laughs> yeah, because it, also the in the Catholic religion, the father doesn't get married. Uh-huh. Okay. But we have to understand that, for example, the Anglicans, they are pretty similar to the Catholics. And the Anglicans do get married. Mm, okay. Do you know why did that happen? Mm -mm. Okay. Explain it to us, Deacon Ferris. <laughs> this is a history issue that happened a long time ago. Okay. And for us to understand this, we have to go to one of the verses that brought up light and that everybody decided based on this. Okay. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 7. Okay. Okay, I'm going to read from verses 1. And the, I'll finish, I think, on nine. Okay. You know what? I'm going to keep reading even a little bit more because this is the point where I, where I want to make it. It says like this. Now, concerning the matters about which you wrote, it is good for a man not to have sexual relations with a woman, but because of the temptation to sexual immorality, 
each man shall have his own wife, and each woman her own husband. The husband shall give to his wife her conjugal rights, and likewise the wife to her husband. For the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Do not deprive one another, except, perhaps, by agreement for a limited time, that you may devote yourselves to prayer, but then come together again, so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Now, as a concession, not I command, I say this, I wish that all were as I myself am, but each has his own gift from God, one of one kind and one of another. To the unmarried and the widows I say that it is good for them to remain single as I am, but if they cannot exercise self-control, they should marry for it is better to marry than burn with passion. To the married I give this charge, not I, but the Lord. The wife should not separate from her husband, but if she does, she should remain unmarried, or else be reconciled to her husband, and the husband should not divorce his wife. To the rest I say, I, not the Lord, that if any brother has a wife, who is an unbeliever and she consents to live with him, he should not divorce her. If any woman has a husband who is an unbeliever and he consents to live with her, she should not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband is made holy because of the wife, and the unbelieving wife is made holy because of her husband. Otherwise your children will be unclean, but it is, but as it is. They are holy. But if the unbelieving partner separates, let it be so. In such cases, the brother or sister is not enslaved. God has called you to peace. For how do you know, wife, whether you will save your husband? Or how do you know, husband, whether you will save your wife? So this is the situation over here. When we go to the history of the church, the first form of Christianism was the Catholic Church. And as we know, throughout the Middle Ages, the Catholic Church went through a, a we could say, degradation. They, mm. they forgot the establishments or what the Bible says about marriage. Mm -hmm. For that reason, the priests started to have families and they were focusing too much on their families and they were not focusing on the ministry. Okay. How did the church became what it is today? Or I'm talking about the Catholic church. Well, it was because um, Queen Mary, she's also known as Mary the Catholic. Okay. Because she started a reform within the Catholic church. Mm -hmm. And as she saw that for the priests that were married, it was a bigger responsibility. It was more important for them, their family, than the ministry. They decided to make this rule where the priests were not supposed to be married. But on the other side, they were supposed to be devoted to the Lord completely and fully. Okay. 
that is how the Catholics started having uh, priests that were devoted, that will take the vows of chastity to remain pure for the Lord. Mm -hmm. Later on, we have the Anglicans. And the Anglicans, they divorced from the Catholic Church because of the reformations that were given. They thought that they were not strong enough. Okay. That plus the fact of marriage. Mm -hmm. And they decided that the priests could get married as long as they could keep up with the uh, demands of the ministry. Okay. When we talk about the Bible, the, the Bible does not speak ill about a priest getting married. The Bible does not condemn that. Mm -hmm. But for the sake of protecting the church or devoting to the church, that's why the Catholic Church decided that only um, priests or only people that have decided to take the vows of custody are capable or are willing to continue a life of the priest or a father. Mm -hmm. That's where all this started from. What is it all started with the need of what is better for the church? Mm -hmm. We are we as believers were Christians in your in you and I <laughs> we yeah. are at least believers Christians. Mm -hmm. We believe that marriage is something that it's worth pursuing, that it's beautiful, mm -hmm. and that it's something that every single man should aim because not everybody has the gift of a contingency. Mm -hmm. That we shouldn't shame anyone for striving for that. Yeah, if they decide that, to do that, praise the Lord, because that's a gift that the Lord can give. Yeah. But out of the 99% of the people, <laughs> uh, only 1% has that, have that gift. So if you have it, uh, heads up. <laughs> 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 but it's tough uh, to, not, uh, to not have it. So I mean, if it's a gift, it's a gift, like. It means it's it's yours. Like you can flourish in that gift because it's, you know, God gave that to you. Mm -hmm. But we also have to understand that there are certain gifts that are given, or this is a position with the gifts that there are gifts that are given within a certain time, and then God can change them. Okay. For example, the um, the marriage. Throughout the beginning of the life, maybe the people don't have a need. Uh, for a wife and that is the reason why they grow up until they become teenagers but then eventually God gives them the gift of marriage mm -hmm. and there could be the case of people uh, we even have a for example the case of a Nancy Lee the Moss she's a famous writer and the, she writes about her her testimony and how she got married because she got married really old I think it was uh, over 60 years old she got married. Wow. So throughout all her life, she knew that God uh, gave her the contingency gift. Mm -hmm. But after her 60th year, <laughs> something changed. The Holy Spirit broke that new gift, and she ended up marrying somebody. Wow. That's a possibility that we are not also, or that we should be completely closed about. Mm-hmm. And this is something that uh, I've been ashamed of in the sense of when we met, 
Do you remember what I used to say when we met? When we just started talking? What are you talking about? About marriage. About me. Um, my marriage. And stuff. That you were married to Jesus. Well, I never said married to Jesus. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> did I? Yes. Wow. But what, I, what did I say about uh, me getting married? That you were married to Jesus. And that I wouldn't do it that, that yeah, i was that, sure that, that i had the yeah the gift of you know not getting married that you can you believe that you had that gift i believe that yeah. <laughs> and i'm sure that at the moment i used to believe that nowadays i am not so sure about that <laughs> <laughs> but i believe that it's also that god changed something on my heart mm -hmm. god gave me a new perspective on marriage god gave me a different reason to believe that there might be a possibility for me to get married in the future and God changed it. Yeah. God changed it, my heart. Yeah. For that reason, I do believe it's possible for other people to be on that. Yeah. But coming back to the topic, yeah, that's where a singleness in the Catholic Church comes from. It all came from a desire to how can we serve the church better? Right. In the case of this anime, we can see... Pastor it's, not, it's not frowned upon. Huh? Singleness is not frowned upon with the saints and e the pastor. Exactly. Oh. Well, we don't know necessarily about the pastor, per se, because they were just like... Well, no, because, I mean, they were indirectly saying it for her with the pastor, so I guess no. So, But I'm not sure. That's the thing. Because they don't have anything explicit about that. Uh, they haven't said anything explicit about that on the anime so far. No, but we'll see where it goes. We'll see where they... Because as I'm telling you, if you look at the anime, the anime itself gives you a Catholic vibe -ish. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I don't know what they're going to do about that. Maybe one of the difficulties that they will make them both go through, it's... Choosing. Between keeping their uh, vows or uh, getting married that could be a possibility yeah because as of now and this is the situation with pastor lawrence he's so devoted to the task that he has as a as a i was gonna say pastor, pastor as a father of pastor that he doesn't see i don't think he sees a uh, cecilia necessarily as a woman she but he, yeah he doesn't I think I think right now he sees her as a little sister. I wouldn't even call it like a little sister. You wouldn't? I will say that it's more like a precious thing that he has to protect at all cost. A little sister. Not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> I see it. I I see it that way. Cause bro, I have a little sister. Mm-hmm. And I would always tell my little sister, hey, go cook. <laughs> you have to do that. <laughs> you have to learn <laughs> so that you can treat your husband well when you get married. Okay, but doesn't he say stuff like that when she's being lazy? But this is the thing. She's complaining because she says, oh, but you don't let me do this stuff. If I tell you, oh, I'll cook, you say, you're going to burn yourself. If I say, oh, I'm going to clean, you're going to hurt yourself. Oh, I'm going to... He's overprotective. He's overprotective. That's why it makes me think that he doesn't see her as a older brother. You're not overprotective over your little sister? Sometimes I am. There you go. <laughs> I'm not going to complain. <laughs> but not to the point of not letting her do anything. I believe that he sees her more like this precious object. 
that fragile. It's fragile just, that it can yeah. break and that it's so pure that everybody has to see it from afar. From yeah. afar. Yeah. Nobody can touch it because if it breaks, you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> so uh. that's the type of relationship that I think they're having right now. Mm-hmm. Could it change? Absolutely could. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know how the anime is going to present this. Because before, this topic has been presented on different contexts. And it's tough to deal with that. If you are a Catholic priest and you are, you have a passion for what you do, but then you meet a woman and you fall in love with her, mm-hmm. you, you have to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Either you keep your vows of custody mm-hmm. or you leave that behind and start a life with this woman. Mm-hmm. Differently from, for example, an engineer that lost his job, an engineer can go to another place and get another job. Yeah. This guy devoted his life to this career and now he doesn't have it anymore. Right. So he not only have to change careers, he not only have to change a vocation, he has to change the whole thing for her. Mm-hmm. How do they handle that? Right. And with this, I'm not saying that Oh, but then the Catholics are wrong because I do not agree with the Catholic Church. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. at the same point, I I do realize that that rule that they have with the priest is for the good of the church. Right. So I'm not going to judge them because of that. Mm -hmm. I do believe that you can have a marriage and you can be a pastor. Mm -hmm. I think that also gives other people example of how marriage should be done by somebody that has actually lived through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's something that it's good, that it's wonderful, that it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But in this case, we don't know how they are going to take it uh, from that side. Is it forbidden for Pastor Lawrence to be with St. Cecilia? I mean, we need to talk about the whole age thing. Okay, you've been uh, because I, knew you I were. <laughs> seriously think that she I have the impression that she is just a little too young for him. Okay. Number one. Number two, he is no. definitely way too young to be a pastor of an entire village. This man is like 16 years old. Now, I and would she like looks to like ask you, 13. what gives you that impression? Because they don't say that on the anime. They don't say exactly their ages. What, what gives you the impression that they have that age? You think that they're adults? I don't necessarily think that their, they're... Their mannerism, at least mostly the girl. Like, her mannerism is very... The way she looks, she looks very, very, very young. Like a young 13-year-old. I feel like she's 13 years old. Do you think so? I, I I don't think it's that bad. How old do you think she is? I thought... This is my perspective. This is what I thought. Uh, don't get me... You better not say like 25. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to go to 25, but I was around 18, 19, 20 years probably. Oh my goodness. I don't see it. <laughs> and the pastor, how, do you, how old do you think he is? He should be around his 20s. 20s. In my perspective. He could be 29. <laughs> 
No, <laughs> not that bad. I will say 21 to 25. You think that's a good age to be a pastor over a whole village? This is the thing. Some people can mature faster, and sometimes the Lord can give them callings soon. 21 years old? Now, I'm not saying that that's the best case scenario, but there are cases in which that has happened. I'm going to ask you, do you know at what age Jeremiah started his ministry? What age? 17. He was by himself? Jeremiah, pretty much. Yeah, but at... It's also the the culture is completely different. Back in the day, the people tended to grow up a lot faster and they got married a lot younger. They were considered men by their teenagers, teenage years. Nowadays, you barely see that. Okay. But once again, we cannot just judge a book by its age. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I'll give it to you. Yeah. I, I think it's a little weird. I think it's, in my opinion, I think it's a little weird. But once again, the anime hasn't given us that deep information. So yeah. without that information, I cannot. We don't We don't even know the backstory, his backstory. Or her backstory. Yeah, just we just know that she just got. Popped up yeah, <laughs> out of nowhere. Popped out of nowhere. She was by herself in the streets with nothing. And I'm still asking myself, what what does make her even a saint? According to them, because she has powers. What power? Because <laughs> the only thing that she has done in the anime so far is a magic trick with cards. <laughs> <laughs> Which was funny. That, that was really funny. I really enjoyed that. That was funny. And that's another thing that I, I, I... One thing I can appreciate about this anime is that the comedy is really good. Like, so far, the comedy is pretty good. It's, it's a healthy comedy. I cannot say... I haven't seen are, anything bad so far. Because there are some animes where the comedy just doesn't hit. Like, the jokes just don't hit whatsoever like they're trying too hard and it's just it comes out really bland but this one this one has pretty good comedy so far i really enjoy it and and the animation is pretty decent too it's not it's not the best it's not the best but it's it's all right like it's all right yeah you know, for it, example you can tell it's not cheap like it's not it's not cheap yeah it's not cheap but it's also not the best because when you see the house bro the house of the priest <laughs> I saw it and I was like, ah, they made it. They made it by pen. <laughs> Bro, that's another conversation we need to have. The fact that they live together. Do they live together? I thought he would take her over there uh, sometimes. But even though, with this, because where does she live? She lives with him. I thought she lived at the church or something. Isn't that where he lives? No, he has a house. I'm almost certain that it's the same thing. I thought it was a different building. And up until now, I thought it was a different building. But it is the church, then? Yes. They both live there. And the no, church. Yeah, no one else lives there. Well, in I the intro... I, mean, I, I don't remember seeing anyone else there. No, there was a nun over there on the background. Oh, okay. There were, oh. And another priest <laughs> on the background. Oh, okay, okay. And in the intro, you can see a couple of uh, priests and... And nuns yeah. over there. Yeah. But it doesn't make it better, the following fact. If he's a priest, he should not be with a woman by himself. And, and this is something that not, we have talked about before. <laughs> and not, not, not to mention the fact that when she was in her room, like waking up, and she told him to come in and wake her up. 
and she's like showing him her her nightgown or whatever. Uh huh. The pajama. I was like, dude, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> this is terrible. And then he just goes in and he's like, oh yeah, like, oh my. I I feel like the 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 innocence on him is like next level. I wouldn't call it innocence. I would call it like he he's oblivious to her. Would you know why? Because he, he doesn't see, consider her a woman yet. <laughs> that's exactly. He sees her as young, as a kid. I feel like that's what he sees her. I feel like he sees her as an object of admiration that he shouldn't child. even touch it. I feel like he sees her as a fragile child. That needs to be taken care of all the time. Okay, in that point, and she is just trying to get his attention. In that point, we have a discrepancy. Okay, because I don't see that. What do you see? I see that he, because the grandpa, the grandpa, well, he called him grandpa at the beginning, but it's actually the older priest that trained him. He always told her, when you meet the saint. You have to make sure that she's always uh, protected and taken care of. So, in my perspective, he grew up with that mission. Oh, I'm going to be a, a priest that is going to serve a saint. And when I meet the saint, I have to make sure that she's protected, that nobody touches her, that she's on the best of the best of the best. Okay. So, how I see her is that he devotes his life to her as an object of admiration and devotion okay. but not necessarily not as a as a as a woman yeah. or a little sister because I, I don't i don't feel the the little sister vibes over there i i, I just don't <laughs> see them <laughs> that, that way <laughs> uh, maybe not little sister but definitely like a fragile child he in no way shape or form sees her in any kind of way romantically Yeah, absolutely no romance. No romance so far. Whatsoever. But he still needs to be a little bit more conscious. Like you going into a girl, a little girl's room, or I say little girl, but because I think that he's still, that she's still super younger than him. A girl's room and f she's telling you to wake her up from the bed. Both of y'all by yourselves. Come on. Like. And then she's like, oh, how, what do you think of my nightgown? Come on, dude. <laughs> no, absolutely. She wa she wanted to receive a compliment. That sounds like Jezebel, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to take it to the next level. <laughs> Let me tell you, that, that there was nothing pure about that request. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> And we know since the beginning that, oh, well, we can notice since the beginning that, that uh, she has a crush on him. Yeah, 100%. That's absolutely true over there. There is nothing to discuss about it. We know that for a fact. I can I can be appreciative at least of the fact that she is herself in front of him. Okay. Because in front of everybody, she puts on a smile. And she's she makes perfect. Her, she, her stance is perfect, her posture. And she, she looks like perfection. And then when everybody else is gone and it's just him, and it's just him, then... She, you see the real her. That's also why, why we know that she has a thing for him because she can only feel herself next to him. Yes, but vice versa can also be applied to other people. 
like if there's a person that you like you want to make sure that you are as you look as perfect as possible so it's not necessarily at the beginning but there is a point in which that breaks no because you cannot be perfect all the time i feel like it's it's their relationship is so close that she can be herself but not out of like he's my crush Like, I feel like she's like that because of the comfort that she has with him as a friend. But now it's gotten to the point where she has a crush on him, but she can still be herself. Well, that is something that we have to figure out as the anime goes. <laughs> yeah, their relationship is definitely very, very interesting. And very risky. Yes. Because once again, oof, him taking care of her... Uh, no supervision seem when they are together in the same room. Ah, that is something that mm -hmm. it's a no go for mm -hmm. a priest, for a pastor, for a whatever he is. <laughs> <laughs> whatever he is, <laughs> he, he, he should not be alone with her. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. There should be more, um, more means of accountability for him. Yes, that maybe there are some because they live on a on a church. And I know there are more characters that temple. we haven't seen so far. In a temple. In a temple. Oh, But yeah. either way, they haven't shown anything of that, and that worries me. Yeah. Guys, yeah. we always repeat this advice one, two, three, and five times. Do not be by yourselves with a woman <laughs> on a room, <laughs> on a car. Danger. Stranger danger. <laughs> I wouldn't say stranger danger, but <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, it is dangerous for us. Yeah. Especially when we're starting to care about that woman, when we're starting to uh, see her weaknesses and we say, oh, I can help her in this and that. Dude, your heart is getting engaged. And mm -hmm. when your heart gets engaged, it's only going to bring trouble. <laughs> Yeah, because the goal of this is to maintain our purity before God. Mm -hmm. And before God, no kind of sexual interaction should be happening before marriage. Mm -hmm. That is that is the goal because that is how God has defined purity for us. So we as Christians, as believers, as people who want to Um, who have a relationship with God, who want to please him, who love him, who want to serve him and do what he commands, we have to live the way that God has instructed us to live. And because of that, that's why we say, that's why we say chap chaperones are a must because guess what? When you guys are alone, temptation arises. Yeah. And it's really hard to say no to that because sexual desires are common. Like mm -hmm. they are part of your body. They're, they're, they're very hard to deny because that's how God made us. God made humans as sexual beings for, for his glory. But the, the, the issue here is how do we do it correctly? And God has laid out a way to do, uh, for us to do it correctly. And it's through marriage, not try a little bit and then see how it is. And then that's going to be a factor in whether this girl's a good person, uh, girl or guy and you know for a woman uh to to get married and, and a factor that that will affect the decision of you know whether i should marry this person no that's a, it the beauty of marriage is supposed to be getting to know each other in more intimately 
and at the same time growing with God because you're doing it the way that, that he has instructed us to do it. The, the reason why he does that is because it's for our good. We can enjoy marriage so much more. It's not like God is trying to deprive us of joy. But when we sacrifice um, the things that we want because we think that they're, they're correct, but God has said no, it's because they're good for us. We can enjoy marriage so much more the way that God has made it because God cares about our joy. God cares about, um, about the state of our hearts, about our st the state of our souls. And when we do it his way, we can enjoy it so much more. And the Holy Spirit gives us the power to see it that way, to see it for, for what it is, how beautiful it is, how good it is. And that way we can truly enjoy it. But if you only see it as, oh, um, you know, God is trying to keep me from 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 doing me, from from doing whatever I want. And, and you know, that it's a killjoy. People say that God is a killjoy, but they don't understand. They don't they don't understand that when you have a relationship with God. When you have that that love for God because God has loved and loved you and then you obey his commandments, it's like it's like the it's like the scripture says, his commandments are not burdensome. They they be they become our joy. We we delight in his word, we delight in honoring him and, and bringing him glory. And because of that, we experience that joy not only with our spouse, but with God. With the creator, with the lover of our souls, we we have that have that intimacy grow with him, and we can, as a mar in a marriage, the spouses, both spouses, they can glorify God, they can grow closer to God because God has made God has made marriage this way, and it is good, and we can enjoy it, and because of that, we have closer fellowship with God. So, I just wanted to say that. One thing that I wanted to talk about in this in this anime, I wanted to make clear is, you know, the 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 fact that they're called saints. Mm -hmm. And as saints in the anime, they they're basically called saints because they're they're basically good moral people who want to serve I the think village. There, I think there are more qualities than that. I mean, that's what I got from at least the synopsis. Yeah, but for, I mean, from the synopsis, yeah, but from the episode itself, they also tell, oh, the saints have uh, miraculous powers. So I guess n not everybody has miraculous powers. So maybe that's another requirement. I don't know, because we haven't seen that yet. But we have seen a little bit, for example, when she calls up the angels. Oh, you're right. And the priest seems completely oblivious to the angels. So you're most right. likely he cannot see them. I forgot about that that moment. You're right. Yeah, that did happen. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many questions of what's going on and where these things are coming from. And how does that world work? Because <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I just wanted to make it clear, at least from a Christian perspective, that the Christian life isn't just about morals. It's not just about acting the right way or trying to be perfect. The Christian life is about a relationship with Christ. We love others out of our devotion and relationship with Christ, not our devotion to rules or good morals or to the pastor or someone that we love. And because God is love 
and we when we focus on on God's love for us, then we can express and give the love of God that he has shown us to others through his Holy Spirit when we, when we put our faith in him. And so the context that the anime has so far is a context of, at least the way I see it, good people who have good morals and, you know, at least from what we're, from what we expect, they're, they're going to fall in love, right? Uh, Cecilia and, and uh, Lawrence in some kind of way have some kind of relationship. And, but for the Christian, that's not, that's not what life is about. That's not, that's not the essence of our life. Our life isn't just about good morals. It's not just about doing the right thing, but it's about a relationship with Christ. And because we have a relationship with Christ, the fruits of the Holy Spirit become part of what, what makes, what makes us us, what makes us the people of God. So we serve other people. So we love on, on, on each other. We love our enemies. We, we, we make sure that we honor God with what we do, with how we treat people, but we don't do it for the sake of being good. So I just wanted to establish that to make sure that we understand that there's a, there's a big difference between living for having a good life and living for God mm -hmm. is very different. Other than that, I I like the two characters. I I think they're. You do? I do. Because you were criticizing Cecilia a little bit too much. Because <laughs> she's again, she's young. <laughs> <laughs> In your mind. <laughs> In my mind, she's super young. She's still a kid, and he's like so much more grown, at least compared to her. That's the way I see it, and and I think that, I think that 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 could be part of the reason why he why she likes him, why she enjoys being around him, why she enjoys being around him, and you know that's that's he has good qualities to look up to, which which I can really appreciate. I can really appreciate that he's a he's a really decent person, that he re he really cares about the saints at the temple. He really cares about. The people that come in, he really cares about visiting people, making sure that they're okay, making sure that the village is okay. I can really appreciate that. That's those are really good qualities for 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 a person to strive for, and I'm sure that that's what she sees in him, and and she, that things are that have her growing feelings for him. And that's a good thing that you mentioned that she's not looking at the outside appearance all the time only. Mm -hmm. But she's also looking at his service to the people, at his service to the church, at his service to his own. Yeah. And that is also something that it's beautiful and that it's something that we should strive for. Yeah. As a man or as a woman, we have to see that on the person that we are interested or that we are planning to, that we like. Yeah. Is this person drawing me closer to God? Does this person have a devotion and a desire to look for God, to keep working for him, to search for him? Or is this a person that is going to draw me farther from God? Right. When we see red flags <laughs> like that, we should run. Yeah. But in the case of a in the case of a um, Cecilia and Lawrence, at least so far, he has He has green flags <laughs> yeah. in that area. Yeah. Also, another thing that I noted, no parents. Once again. 
I mean, obviously, in the fact of Cecilia, in the in the in the case That's of Cecilia, she's by herself. She's an orphan, basically. Uh-huh. But what about Lawrence's parents? I mean, it looks like the grandpa died, or the priest. <laughs> I, I'm not sure what that was, but maybe he's also adopted. But this is the could thing. Be. It could be that he's also that an that argument about the parents changes if they're kids, as you say. But if they're grown-ups, as I say, it's a whole different story. <laughs> that has to be made clear because I, I need to know in what stage they that, are that, in their life. That's taking away your dream, right? <laughs> it, it would just make things a little bit more clearer, like their age and stuff. I have a feeling that they're not going to reveal it, but it is what it is. It's fine. I mean... At the end of the day, we also have to remember, what is this? It's a comedy? Romance? And fantasy, bro. <laughs> it's fantasy. Yeah. Sadly, this is not a, anything realistic. And uh, even the religion, we we won't really know the basis for the religion. We just know that they have one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Other than that, um, I, I enjoyed the anime. Even with my critiques about it and me feeling weird about the age and whatnot, the supposed age, I think I think it has a lot of potential. I think it has a lot of potential for Cecilia to grow, um, not only in her relationship with Lawrence, but also with her relationship with the people of the village. Mm-hmm. So I really like to see her mature in that, in, in in her own funny way, because she's very funny. She's very silly. Um, I like for her to keep that, but to mature in, in the sense of, you know, um, being a, being a little bit more serious about taking care of, uh, you know, the people. Um, but again, in her own quirky, funny way. But I think she takes care of the people on her own way. Because when the people come to see her, she always pretends <laughs> Show to us be a perfect. miracle. Show <laughs> us a miracle. <laughs> she pulls out the cards. <laughs> I mean, uh, up to a certain point, I see that she is trying to... That's how I see that she's trying... On the best that she has at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And I and I can appreciate that. But, you know, and I really like Lawrence. Lawrence is so far, like, he's, you know, very responsible, a very good role model. So, you know, I'm interested in seeing if he starts to have feelings for her or how he develops as a pastor there in the village. So I think it has good potential. Yeah. <sighs> Boy, what is that? <laughs> that sounds kind of... <laughs> You've this been talking good about this anime this whole time. Maybe we're going to come <laughs> in the last second and be like, it's terrible. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say it's terrible because it's way better than many other animes. And I'm going to tell you this. The fact that they decided to do something a little bit religion on the religion side is... It's it ma- makes you worried about the depiction of religious people? No, not, not, well, yeah, that's a thing, but I think that uh, when they touch certain topics, there will be things that we have to watch out over there. Okay. No, I'm not saying that right now we have seen something to be worried about, but we don't know in the future. It's a possibility. Because remember, they're mixing comedy, romance, and and romance inside of a church. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So 
even though so far the first episode I thought it was okay, mm. I'd like to keep my distance from giving a good impression because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how this is going to turn out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there again, we've had situations where we've done reactions to anime and the first episode is decent and then the second episode they start showing some stuff and it's like, whoa! When did that happen? Whoa! So, yeah. So uh, we always have to be be have our eyes peeled. Have we have to always be careful and conscious that again, it, it animes can be very unpredictable sometimes. And in this case, I want to play safe just in case. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna say yeah, let's go. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think that's that should be the case with any anime that we watch. Like, don't judge it by the first episode. You just give our reaction and you know have fun with it. But yeah. Be very cautious. But because of the specific topics that they touch over here, mm -hmm. I'd like to be extra cautious because right. I don't know how this is going to turn out. Because right. maybe in the first episode, nothing has happened. But maybe on the second time uh, or in the second episode, uh, a blasphemy show us up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to be careful with that just in case. Yeah. So, uh, wait for the flag review. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's when I'll give my final decision on this uh, first season of the anime. <laughs> yeah, that'll tell it all, basically. But yeah, that's it. That's, that's it. it. That's our episode on our reaction to St. Cecilia and Pastor Lawrence. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode, and we'll see you next time. God bless. Grace and peace. Bye. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this episode of the Adonami Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Adoname Podcast. Until next time, grace and peace.